Life can be hard, and sometimes you just need an internet bestie to help you out. That's where I come in. Welcome to the Dear Imani Podcast, an advice-based show that reminds you to put yourself first and live in your purpose. And don't worry, I'll always give you the real tea. Need advice or have a story? Send me a message on our Instagram at Dear Imani Podcast or DearImani.com. Tune in every Friday for a new episode. See you there. Sincerely, Imani. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Dear Imani. I'm your host, Imani, obviously. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to me speak again. Before we get started, can y'all leave some reviews and some rates? I've already seen some, and I've seen some five-star reviews, five stars only, please. But I really get so many messages or texts. Like I get at least one message every day about this podcast and you guys liking it and loving it. But we need to copy and paste those into the, you know, the comment section in the Apple podcast or, you know, just give it a five star rating so we can be ranking in this podcast, you know. So I really appreciate all the kind words, but just copy and paste, you know, really help your girl out. All right. Before... We get into the topic. I'm gonna go over two things. I'm gonna do some update, updates. <laughs> I'm gonna do some updates, and then I also wanna dive into pop culture a little bit. So I'll start with the updates. Everyone's getting married, don't you think? Like every time you log onto Facebook, someone is pregnant, engaged, or married. Literally every single time, and it gets crazier because it's people that are younger than you. So they like graduated after you, or You just always looked at them like way younger and then they're like married with the baby. I'm like, wait, are we the, we're like the new adults. Like it's us. That's just beyond me. I don't know if I'll ever feel ready for that. I don't know if even people even feel ready for that, but that just feels so wow. And everyone's getting married and engaged. And literally now it's like my best friends doing it. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. We're really here. Like this past weekend, I went to one of my friends engagement parties And then on Monday, I have a wedding. And then in November, I have one of my best friend's weddings in New Orleans, and I'm her maid of honor. And then we have another wedding to go to in December. And then there's that's just the rest of this year. One of my other best friends got engaged at Disneyland, and I helped with that some months ago. And then one of my other best friends, who I'm her maid maid of honor as well, she's getting married next year. I'm like, what is going on? What is going on? And then babies are going to happen. But yeah, I just thought that was like so crazy because we are really growing up. And if you're feeling like, I mean, I can only imagine what people feel like when they're not in a relationship. Like for me, I'm like overwhelmed and me and Alex have been together for years. And obviously that's in the cards one day. And people ask us like literally every single day, when are we going to get married? Because one, everyone just knows our wedding will be iconic whenever that happens. The proposal will be iconic whenever, if we choose to have a child, that will be iconic Everyone knows we're about to eat with everything. So I get why people want to know because period, but people really be asking every day. So I can only imagine when you're not in a relationship and you're single and you're seeing everyone around you getting engaged or married or having kids. I feel like that's pressure. Like the pressure is getting worse. As I mentioned before, I'm going to homecoming in a couple weeks. I've been ordering. Well, I haven't ordered anything. I've been adding to my cart. (laughs) I've not checked out. I've been adding to my cart for homecoming fits. And I was thinking about low-key using Afterpay because I was like, I have way too much stuff in my cart and I am not trying to pay all this right now. Like, 
I haven't used Afterpay before, but I only hear great things about it. If you don't know what that is, it's basically like a payment plan that's a really popular app and people love it. So, and it has like no interest. So I'm like, I might use that just so I don't feel bad about all the clothes that I'm about to buy for this party week that's coming up. (laughs) And speaking of that too, I've been applying for jobs because I have never had a salary job before. Like everything I've done has been entertainment business and I've never had a salary. And I was like saying to myself, I really want a salary job because it is consistent. So I want something that is relatively not, I'm not, not saying easy, but something that I can either do from home or something that I already know how to do. So then that way it feels easy and not like labor. And then I can still continue doing everything else I do. I mean, if I pick up this salary job, I would have technically like five jobs at this point. But because all of my jobs are like my own schedule, I'm able to make that work. So I'm like, why not bring some extra moolah in and apply for some jobs? I've been applying for like social media coordinator jobs or managers and stuff like that. So I'll let you know how that goes. I was actually supposed to have an interview today for one, but Okay, first of all, it's so funny how employers, they want to talk about time management and talk about all the, they want to have all these lists of things that you need to do on Indeed in order to qualify. Tell me why. I had a phone interview today and it was supposed to be for one o'clock. It turned 107. So I called myself and I was like, hey, are we still doing this? Because I got shit to do. Like, I don't have time to be waiting and waiting for you to call me. Like, I'm not desperate here. So when so when I called at 107, they were like, oh, it's actually at 130, which er, it wasn't because it's supposed to be at one o'clock. Like they messaged me and said, 130 hits, no call. It is now 240 and I haven't even got a call, a text, a message or anything. So I'm like, first of all, you better give me the job because you guys are unprofessional. And if anything, I deserve this job now because y'all screwed up. You can't expect your employees or whoever you're interviewing are potential employees to be act acting right and you can't even act right on the first day. Okay. So we'll see how that goes. I will keep you updated on that. Also mainly my main focus was benefits, honestly, because if your jobs are all in entertainment, like you don't have benefits from a job. So like why not work somewhere low key, get paid and get benefits and not have to worry about it, all the adult stuff, like your employer can just take care of it. That's what I want. <laughs> So like I said, we're going to jump into some pop culture stuff, but just so you know ahead of time, the topic of the day is trusting your gut. And I talked about that on my Instagram stories of my personal page and the Dearie Monty podcast page and got some of your submissions. We're going to be talking about trusting your gut and we will go into that. But I wanted to start with some pop culture moments first because I'm a pop culture queen. Like I love all things trendy hot topics. Like I'm that girl. I went to school for broadcast journalism and I still have a dream of doing like entertainment news corresponding, whether, whatever that looks like, honestly, like whether Dear Yamani is so big where I have my own cute little show somewhere. I know I want to be something in the entertainment speaking world like I'm doing now with this podcast basically. So I thought, why not kind of dive into pop culture because I know this is something I want to do and I kind of want to incorporate it into other episodes in the future. So let's just start today. So the first thing, Kardashians. I mean, I feel like you cannot start or talk about pop culture without the Kardashians because even when they're not quote unquote in season, they're always in season. And what I mean by that, like even if something is not 
super drama at the moment, there's always something to talk about, okay? So I love the Kardashians. I can't even lie. Like, I'm a Kardashian. I'm a Kardashian girl. I love the glam. I love the glitz. They're just bad bitches. Like, you can't convince me otherwise. I know people will be mad, hating on them, yada, yada, yada. I do not care. I I love them. So it is what it is. So I've been watching season two of Kardashians on Hulu. Well, it's only like episode two. So I don't know if you guys are watching it, but it's really good. I like the filming style of it. They have the best lighting and quality of cameras I've seen from any reality TV show, any honestly, any movie, whoever is filming the Kardashian show deserves an award because the lighting, the, everything about it is like 8k cameras. I don't even know if they go up that high, but high quality. You can tell that the family is a billionaire family for sure. But Chloe and Tristan are like a hot topic because you know, Tristan's a mess and he just be cheating on Chloe every time she's pregnant. She's been pregnant twice now. Well, the second time the surrogate, but she's been pregnant twice now and he cheated on her both times. The first one was the whole Jordan Woods situation. And now this recent one, when they were having a baby with through surrogate, he actually had a baby on her with somebody else, this random girl from Texas that he hooked up with. Like he's literally pathetic. But the first episode of season two, I feel like they did a good job of making people sympathize with Chloe because for so long... Everyone gets annoyed with Chloe because she keeps going back to him. You know what I mean? We all know Tr- Tristan is the villain in this case, but when you see someone like constantly get hurt and go back to the person over and over again, it's easy for a viewer or an outsider outsider to start getting annoyed and mad at the person that keeps putting themselves in the situation. Like we all know Tristan is trash, so why can't you just get it through your head that he's trash too? So she gets a lot of bullying and stuff because we're like, girl, get your shit together. But this episode, the first episode did a really good job for the first time I felt like society felt sorry for her, which I think is a good narrative and spin just because she's the victim at the end of the day. And I feel like we don't case on him enough. Like he gets memes and laughs and everyone's like whatever, but Chloe gets like bullying to a different degree and she's the one that didn't even do anything. So I think they did a good job of showing her side of the story and her real raw emotion and the whole family's emotion of how they felt so sorry for Chloe because they say she's like the best person. She's so sweet. She's so giving. She gives her heart to everyone and she just deserves so much better. So I did like seeing those raw emotions. So along with this season so far, we have Kim and Pete. I mean, that was like last season's whole thing, Kim and Pete. And this season was filmed before they broke up, obviously. So they are still mentioning him. And maybe an unpopular opinion because people, y'all like Pete, but I was so, I was thrilled when they broke up. Yikes, I know. I was happy when they broke up only because I have nothing against Pete at all. Like, I don't know the man like that. I don't know Kim either, but my heart feels like I do. But I just felt like they weren't on the same vibes. Like, I think it was cute. I was happy because Kim was happy and she was living in her fantasy and she was getting that big dick energy, like she said, and like she wanted, she wanted to hook up. She wanted to have fun. Her sister was dating this rocker, tattoo, skinny white man vibe. So she was like, let me hop on board too. Like, I'm happy that she had her moment. But as a fan, I would like to see Kim with like someone that is not super in the entertainment industry. So not like an athlete, not a rapper, not anyone famous in that degree, but like a 
multi-million dollar or billionaire business owner or whatever the case may be. Like I want to see her with someone at that stature. Like I loved seeing Rihanna with that billionaire prince dude. You remember that when she was dating him before she got pregnant? I was like, see, I like this because we're so used to all these celebrities dating each other in the same circle or like dating the rapper, the athlete, like I said, but there's so many rich and fabulous men out there that have nothing to do. They don't even have Instagrams. Like go find them. Like, I think that's what she needs. That's why everyone's freaking out over Chloe sitting next to that one guy from the 365 Days movie, the sex movie on Netflix. I forget his name, but he's like super fine. She was sitting next to him at the Milan fashion show last week and everyone was freaking out because it's like, yes, yes, he's an actor, but it's like a different vibe. You know what I mean? Than what we're used to seeing them do. So I'm here for that. I'm excited to see who Kim dates. So that's my little Kardashian rant. Okay, something else has been happening on TikTok. If you are on TikTok, there's this influencer named Michaela, and she's a makeup artist. And she's made a whole career off of beating her face. She has like a super thick accent. So I feel like that makes her stand out. Um, and she's really, really good at makeup. Basically, a video of her resurfaced, and she was like, I'm just getting off of work, and it's 5.19 in the morning. You try, be- you try being an influencer for a day. And she had a little, you know, gusto with her, what she was saying. And people have been so mad at that video. Mind you, it was a throwback video. It wasn't even like super recent, but people have been fuming at the video. And I I get why people are annoyed because there are jobs that are like, because there are jobs that require a lot of labor. There are jobs that most jobs, people are working hard every single day and not reaping the benefits from the job at all because nobody's getting paid what they deserve in literally any field. Like what people get paid is not enough to survive for most of the country. So I get it. Like people are annoyed. It's like you're an influencer. You're making all this money. You have all these designer bags and this beautiful big house and you're mad because you are staying up until five o'clock in the morning, probably editing a video or emailing for brand deals and to to people in the outside world that doesn't feel like a lot so I get why people are annoyed but on the flip side it's like every job has its difficulties and every job requires work so it's no one's place to say well your job is easy like I don't really care what someone is doing if I don't do that job myself in their specific job I would never say it's easy like I don't think jobs are easy it's just that they're all different you know and maybe some jobs are easy honestly if we're being real but Not to the point where I'd be so mad like at someone for expressing their hard work that they put into their job. Like I said, I get why people are mad, but I also think the other part of the video is taken out because it's not the part where she was, because actually what's happening in the video, she was clapping back at a hater in her comments. Someone had commented and they were like, you don't even do anything, something along those lines. So she was checking them like, you try being an influencer for the day. I've been up or it's five o'clock in the morning. I'm still up working. You know, so she was trying to check them, but people, of course, like the internet does, takes the one clip and then now everyone gets really upset about it. And my whole point is back to what I've said before, people do need to read the room. Granted, once again, that's different because she was clapping back at a hater, but I have heard like influencers and content creators complain about their jobs. And that's just because I think people want respect. Like People think that influencing is so, so easy when really it does require a lot of work. So I feel like the only way they feel like they're going to get respect is if they try to make it sound hard or harder than other people's jobs or like, it's not that easy. Okay. But then that comes across very like, "Mm, 
Yeah, but at least you're reaping the benefits and making hella money from what you're doing and it's fun. So I think people need to just read the room. That is usually, usually that would fix every situation if people just read the room. Okay, something else, cheating. We know the whole Adam story of him DMing like this Instagram model, cheating, whatever, like horrible. He's trash now, obviously. And then you have Ned from Try Guys, like I said, which I've never heard before until this scandal. And apparently, I don't know the full story. I just know he cheated. And now he's fired from the Try Guys, which is like this big YouTube group. And they have a they have a big following. And what I love about this story is that to me, it kind of feels like modern day feminism, like where a man gets fired for cheating on his wife. And I'm here for it. Like cheating should get you benched, period. Like if you're an NBA player and you cheated on your wife, you should be out like three games because what are you doing? Like, I feel like that's, that's, you know, that's your character speaking. And if you can't, you can't be loyal to the woman that you sleep with, the woman that has your kids, then you can't be loyal on the court, period. So this guy, I'm happy he got fired from his job because that's what should be happening with cheaters. Okay, another big topic is Hailey Bieber on the Call Her Daddy podcast. So Call Her Daddy is a huge podcast. It's like one of the top podcasts on Spotify. And Hailey Bieber, obviously Justin Bieber's wife, went on the podcast to talk about her story and her truth. If you're not familiar with all of that, when Justin Bieber and Selena Gomez used to date and then he married and got with Hailey Bieber, it was for years. Hailey has been bullied about like basically Haley has been bullied from Selena Gomez fans and people because everybody was obsessed with Justin Bieber and Selena Gomez dating a long ass time ago. And this is her first time actually speaking out about her truth and what her experience was. I have not gone around to watch the whole entire interview, but I feel like I have because of social media and all the clips have been shared and all the reviews and everything. And there are a lot of mixed opinions about it. And people feel like she's doing it because Selena Gomez is coming out with her own documentary very soon about her life and everything. We don't even know Selena's going to even talk about Justin Bieber, which I hope she does because that's a big part of her life. But it's coming out soon and people feel like Hailey Bieber was like, oh, well, let me do a podcast and talk about this before Selena Gomez gets to talk about this. And basically Hailey denies that there's any cross situation between Hailey and Selena. There's no cheating, whatever. I guess we just have to take the word of them. I don't know. I wasn't there. We weren't there. I don't know what happened. But a lot of people are like, nope, lies, lies, lies. I, my opinion on this is like, I do feel like she has the right to say something. People have bullied her for literally years because they didn't like her with Justin Bieber. One, because everybody else and their mama wants to be with Justin Bieber. But then two, because everyone likes Selena Gomez and Justin Bieber. And because they're both celebrities, they're like a power couple where we didn't know Haley really outside of her associating with Justin Bieber. So I give her the benefit of the doubt when it comes to like, you have every right to speak your truth now. Is it really fair for everyone to bully you forever? And then you finally want to say something and everyone's like, you should have shut up, shut up. It's like, oh, I'm sorry, like you've been bullying me for my whole entire life. Like I just wanted to stand up for myself one time. I just think the timing was probably a little bit off because of Selena Gomez documentary. So it seems a little bit like, hmm, interesting. Is it calculated, you know? So I think that's why people are mad. But people are liking her because of her road makeup line. And she's just like unproblematic. And she has a sweet demeanor where I don't think this was even necessary right now to bring this up. Like I really feel like she was 
able, I've was saying this before, the past few months, she's been able to rebrand herself where she's like the it girl. Like with her makeup line, people love, or her, no, sorry, her skincare line, Road. People love that skincare line and love the lip oil and just love her style, her street style. So I just feel like kind of what was the point of doing the interview when people are already loving you and then now you're having a topic about you, about something that you never even wanted to mention. And now it's all about you, Selena and Justin Bieber once again. So I think ultimately her not saying anything at the end of the day, just she had won anyway because, well, quote unquote won because she's the one that's married to him. So like you could just sit there and be the wife and win, you know, and then you're excelling in your own career. So you could just leave it at that. But I get it because sometimes I just want to clap back a little bit. But if anything, I think that Justin Bieber should have been the one talking, not the girls. Like I, maybe I'm wrong and you can comment or or message me if I'm wrong about this, but I feel like I have never heard Justin Bieber talk about this himself in an interview. Maybe a long time ago, but like I feel like it should be Justin Bieber on these podcasts. Like I never was with both of them at the same time or this is what really happened. Like why is your wife on here trying to defend the situation that she wasn't even really a part of? Like what? You should be the one saying the truth. That's just my opinion. And last but not least of my pop culture rant is Miss USA. So Miss USA is happening right now. Shout out to my girl, Miss Washington Mazzy. She's looking amazing. But Miss USA is happening right now in Reno, Nevada, which is super cool because last time it was held there was when Chesley won. So I know it's going to be a super emotional week for the contestants and the staff and everything and everyone that's enjoying their time in Reno. But that's really cool that they, that they did that there. Um, What's funny about it is that the Grand, like Sierra, which is in Reno, Nevada, and I went there before with my friends and Alex, and it's a cool hotel, but it's funny because they're filming it in a way that makes it look extra bomb, but it's just not because Reno is like random as, like random as hell, and it gives like, it just, the hotel doesn't eat like that, like you would think from the filming. One of the days they went golfing, and we did the same golfing thing when we went, and the way they had it angled, you would think this was like super fun and cute, but really it's kind of small. So I just think it's funny how if you angle something right or you film something right, it can make it seem like it's just big old deal, but really like when you get there, you're like, oh, this is the golf course? Okay. But yeah, all that to say, Miss USA is happening. What's so funny, what's kind of trending around that right now is that the girls are just wearing these white t-shirts that say Miss USA or Miss Teen USA with black bottoms. And apparently they were told to bring like seven black bottoms because they're going to be wearing these white t-shirts to all the rehearsals and some of the events, which is really sad because like part of Miss USA in that week is the fashion. When I went to Miss USA, I was literally buying hella clothes before that trip. And mind you, my experience was even 10 times different because I was in the middle of a panini. So I, but I was still shopping. Like I still wanted, I still wanted all the looks to be eating, serving, slaying. And that's what I did. So now I'm like, dang, I'd be sad if like I was anticipating bring all these bomb fits and they're like, put that shirt on for every event. I'm like, whoa. Okay. I mean, it seems like they were prepared because some girls have really cool and like unique different black bottoms. So I'm hoping that they knew about this way beforehand before they like bought a bunch of shit. And then they're like, psych, you have to wear a white shirt and black bottoms. So that's kind of like the thing that's going around right now. Fans are upset because we love the fashion. I'm sure the girls are kind of like, "Mm." so I'm excited to see their gowns and their interview outfits because it's going to be like the one time we actually see their personal style. So I'm excited to watch it. 
I wasn't able to go because my friend who was Miss Oregon during my year is getting married that day, October 3rd. Like that's the wedding I have to go to on, on Monday. And so we weren't able to go to the pageant. So that's a bummer, but they're going to be in Reno for the next couple years. So I plan to be there next year. One of my goals, honestly, is to host either backstage correspondent or host one day. Like, I think that would be such a full circle moment since I've done pageants forever. And fingers crossed, I think that I'm speaking that into existence right now to be one of their hosts, whether it's for backstage for Miss Teen USA, Miss USA or Red Carpet or something. I do want to do, I do want to work at Miss USA for in that capacity. And I think the bigger this podcast gets and the more my name gets out there, that definitely could happen. So we will see. So those are some popular things that are happening right now. I really just wanted to dive into that because I do not talk about pop culture in here. And that is what I literally love the most. So now we're going to get into the actual topic of today, which is trusting your gut. Before we get into that, I'm about to pop open this um, Coke Zero because I'm healthy, period. But let's do a little ASMR. Listen to this. Oh my God. I hope that didn't hurt your ears. I don't know. It's kind of close to the mic, but that sounded so bomb in my ears because I have my earphones on with the microphone. Let's take a sip. Mm. Okay, let's get into it. So the reason that I'm talking about trusting your gut in this topic to begin with is because I watched and finished the Jeffrey Dahmer story on Netflix that recently came out. If you don't know who he is, he's a serial killer. And he would basically drug and kill young men, primarily men of color, and do awful things to their body. Like, it is a very disturbing story if you want to kind of watch the real story or documentaries about it and then watch Netflix or look it up. But it is very disturbing and disgusting. I am I am glad that the documentary didn't show anything gross or, like, um, gory in the movie. You, I mean, in the show, you just kind of got the idea what was going to be happening. Um, so I'm thankful for that. But I did watch that. And in this show, some of the men were very weary of Jeffrey. And you can tell something is off. Like they, I mean, they could tell something was off. Like when they entered his apartment or when they were at the club with them, they were like kind of apprehensive of like, this guy's kind of weird. But they would continue to go to his place and hang out. And when I watched it, it made me so sad because I'm like, wow, if they would have followed their gut and the feeling of, yeah, I don't know about this guy, it literally could have saved their life. And obviously, I'm not blaming the victim whatsoever. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying and speaking on the part of like intuition and trusting your gut. Like if they were like, you know what? I'm good. I don't want to drink anything. I'm good. You know, because they already were feeling like he's off. That could have literally saved their life. So that's what made me think about the topic itself. Because you know when you watch a movie or a show or even read a book or something, you start putting yourself in the situation. Like, what would I have done, you know? And everyone tells themselves, oh, I would have left. I would have did this. I would have... It's like, you don't know what you would have done. He obviously made them feel comfortable enough to come over and hang out or hook up or whatever the case may be. Like, a lot of us probably have done things that were could have been something that was unsafe. But at the time, we just trusted that we just trusted it and went for it and we were just lucky and nothing bad happened. But for these victims, that obviously was not the case. But I was just putting myself in their shoes and I'm like, I wonder if I would have trusted my intuition or my gut feeling and left. So that's where this topic is kind of coming from. There are millions of stories out there, I'm sure, of times when trusting your gut saved your life. 
even times where you don't even know that you could have possibly saved your own life because you don't know the outcome. But I'm sure there's tons of stories that people have. Ultimately, it's about being able to trust yourself. And a lot of people have an issue with that. Nine times out of 10, your body and your mind knows what's good and bad for you. So like I always do, you know, I had to pull up a little definition. So it says intuition is non-conscious emotional information from your brain or body. Intuition is when you make decisions devoid of analytical reasonings and replaced with emotional information or insight based on experience or other factors. After reading that definition, I'm like, that makes a lot of sense, especially the non-conscious emotional information, because your intuition or your gut feeling is literally coming from not a real thing. Like it's coming from a real thing in the sense of maybe you have intuition, you see a, a guy walk into a store with a backpack and you're like, oh, what's going on? That intuition's coming from because you've seen how other situations play out. But at the same time, at that moment, nothing has happened. So where is that gut feeling coming from? It's coming from just like non-conscious emotional information. So I thought that was a really interesting take on the definition. I think women truly have the best intuition, in my opinion. I feel like we always just know, like we just know. It's kind of like, you know, when I say mom's instinct or just a woman's intuition in general, it's just chef's kiss. I feel like moms know if a friend is not good for you, like your girl knowing that you're cheating on her or a woman knowing that she's like in an unsafe situation. We just know. We just know. But I think the hard part for everyone is like it can be hard to differentiate between intuition and anxiety because it's so easy to think something is bad or going to or something bad is going to happen all the time because that's just the way the world feels. So you could be in a constant state of anxiety, but then you're thinking it's intuition. You know, I feel like that's kind of hard to balance. Personally, I feel like I have really good intuition if I would say so myself. I can read people really well too. My mom is super good at intuition and reading people. So I feel like she probably passed that gene to me. I was trying to think of like a really specific example from my own life or like my own gut feelings, but I feel like it happened so much in so many minor ways that I couldn't think of a specific example except this one. There was a time we were in Oregon. 2021. I was, yeah, I was giving up my Miss Washington USA title and we went to the grocery store at night and I go in there and I'm grabbing some stuff and well, I was grabbing bottles. I was grabbing alcohol. <laughs> I was grabbing alcohol and I was in the section and there's this guy there and he has a backpack and he, I meet, I get eye contact with him and he looks crazy. Like my heart literally started pounding and I see him hunched over grabbing bottles and, but he, but he was digging in his backpack. So i flipped out. I literally ran to the checkout, to the farthest checkout, checked out and literally ran out the store and started the car and zoomed off because obviously my brain is thinking like he's about to do something crazy in the store. Looking back at it, he was stealing bottles, which is still not good, but that wouldn't affect me obviously. Um, but I was just so nervous and my gut feeling told me to leave. I stopped looking for a specific brand. I just grabbed the nearest bottle and left. I didn't remember what I grabbed, honestly, because I was like, I got to go. Um, and nothing happened to me. I didn't hear anything on the news or nothing crazy like that. But, you know, I trusted my gut because I'm like, I'm not going to stick around and wait for what's ha going to happen. Like, and the crazy part about it is like, a lot of times you won't even know the outcome of you won't even know the outcome of your decision to trust it or to not trust your gut. But that's kind of the whole point. Like you kind of have to be okay with trusting yourself and being content with your decision. Because like I said, I don't know what happened after that. 
Like, I either I can look at it like, dang it, I didn't even get the bottle that I wanted to get. Like, what? We're not even going to be turning up properly. I should have just stayed because nothing happened. Or I can look at it like, hey, I don't know what was going to happen, so I'm glad I left. You know, so you kind of got to be content with the decision you make when you just when you choose to trust your gut. So I found some really good stories about trusting your gut. So I wanted to read those before I get into your submissions. I found these on Reddit. And so you know what Reddit is. Reddit is crazy. I definitely want to do a whole episode on Reddit stories. I was thinking about doing something fun for Halloween, um, but we'll get there when we get there. But Reddit is wild. Like I feel like it's a good place to just go and read like a book because people have some stories, man. Like I cannot believe the things that I see and read on there. And it, plus, because it can be anonymous, like, and we don't know anybody. So it's kind of like, wow, people are spilling their guts out onto this platform. And it is wild out there. I mean, I didn't grab like super, super crazy or like weird ones or just kind of, you know, intuition ones. So the first one, when I first met my ex, I didn't feel comfortable at all. And my spidey senses were on high alert. In fact, I wasn't even physically attracted to him. I was terrified. I was talking to another guy before he showed up, but I kept thinking, just give him a chance. He hasn't done anything to you. And that was a huge mistake. And he ended up being a manipulative, abusive piece of shit. Never again. So now whenever I get that uncomfortable feeling, I leave and I don't look back. Honestly, I feel like that's the most common intuition thing is like with men and dating because women, like I said, get this gut feeling of like, this guy is not right. Like something is off. He feels dangerous. And once you get that, you have to immediately leave because think about it. You're around people all day and you don't get that feeling with every single person you come across. So if your gut starts to tingle, that means something is off. Your body is literally telling you something. It's telling you, Hey, this is not right. I feel funny. So why don't we listen? You know? So that's good. You listen because you could have been in a bad situation. All right. Number two, I was at a friend's house and kept feeling anxious about riding my bike home. I mean, heart and throat, imagining all worst case scenarios and anxious. When I left, I pedaled as fast as I could for the subway, calmed down a little when I was on the subway, but got progressively more nervous when my stop approached. I left the train, pedaled as fast as I could to get back to my apartment and didn't take a deep breath until I was locking my bike inside the apartment building. I laughed at my silliness until the next day when I saw that our building manager had posted a notice that there was a neighbor who got robbed at gunpoint five minutes after I got home. Wow. See, stuff like that is just crazy. Like, that is literally... And honestly, most of this, most, most of these stories can go back to the butterfly effect, which is like your actions, whatever your action is, is the reason why the next thing is happening. So if you go back and change one minor thing, like even literally like not eating that piece of toast in the morning and grabbing bacon instead, that can change the whole trajectory of the rest of your day. So that is just wild because you were like, oh, I'm safe. I'm in the house. Five minutes later, somebody got robbed at gunpoint. Like, imagine if you would have just stayed at the park. Where were you? Oh, so imagine if you just stayed at your friend's house five minutes longer. That literally could have been you that was robbed at gunpoint. You know, that's a, oh, that just stresses me out. (laughs) It stresses me out because I'm like, that just shows you that, you know, you have no idea what's going to happen next in your life. We're just all just like YOLO. We're just living on this bubble of earth, like hoping for the best, period. Like, what? Okay, next one. 
There was a major ice storm a couple of years ago where I live. I thought seriously about leaving my car on campus so I wouldn't have to drive home on the ice. It wasn't too icy yet, but I had a feeling that it was going to be a bad idea to drive home. Decided to go ahead and drive because it was a 45-minute walk to campus, and I didn't want to have to walk back to campus for class the next day. That night, my car was broken into outside of my apartment, and a bunch of stuff was stolen. Probably wouldn't have happened if I left my car on campus, or maybe it would have. Who knows? So what's crazy about that is that you don't know how your intuition is going to play out. So in that story, it's like your intuition was telling you not to drive, but in your head, you were thinking it's telling you not to drive so you don't crash or hurt yourself or somebody, right? But not realizing that your intuition was really telling you don't drive because your car is going to get broken into when you feel safe and sound in your home. You know what I mean? Like, it's almost like that's a Raven. Like Raven would have these visions and she's like, oh, I have to save the day. Eddie and Chelsea are in trouble. But then because she, because she tried to save the day, she actually ended up messing up the day because she tried to interfere, you know? So that's the whole thing with intuition. It's like if you choose to interfere or mess that up, something else can happen or that's really what was supposed to happen. I don't know. I'm like confusing myself. Ah. <laughs> you guys know what I mean. You know what I mean. Okay, number four. I was in college and there was a really cute guy in one of my classes. A week or two in, we had to work together on a small project and I was pretty excited for the opportunity to get to know him. After speaking to him though, I got a really bad vibe from him, but nothing specific that I could put my finger on. I lost all attraction to him and knew that I would keep my distance. He approached me a couple times after that, but I made sure to be pretty distant and still polite. A month or two later, same semester, our teacher announced that the guy had been arrested for murdering a girl he had been dating, another student at the school, and apparently it was an extremely brutal murder. Ooh, see, that is absolutely terrifying. Terrifying. And once again, a sedating story like she thought he was. I'm just happy that she wasn't blinded by the cuteness. And this goes back to like the red flags. If you feel like there's a red flag, just trust the red flag and move along move along, move along. Because I think what's even scarier about that when you, you know, I was saying you don't always know the outcome. Like I'll take my example when I was at the grocery store. I don't know what happened after that. Like, did he rob the place? Did he get in trouble? Was it on the news? Like, I don't know. Did he, did he get the alcohol bottles that he was trying to steal? I don't really know what happened after that. But when you do find out, it's like gut wrenching, I'm sure. Like I haven't experienced that where I, where I found out my intuition was like really correct in a scary way. But I could only imagine like hearing that news of like you like someone and you hung out with them, but then you decided not to drink at their place. And then the next morning you hear someone else died from them. Like what? That is insane. Like there was a scene in the um, Jeffrey Dahmer show where one of the victims was able to get away and no one really believed him. The cops didn't do anything and whatever. And later in the season or later in the story plot, um, the, um, the guy had saw Jeffrey trying to get another guy into a taxi to ultimately take him home to kill. And the guy stopped him and was like, no, don't go with him. He's going to try to kill you. And the guy like walked away. But I'm like, at that moment, the guy's probably like, what? Like, I'm a, I'm gonna believe you and walk away, but I don't know. He walked away and I'm sure years later or whenever he got caught, he was probably like, oh my God, I literally was going to go to that guy's place before that guy stopped me. Like, I feel like that is like, oh my gosh, that'd make me, that gives me the chills even thinking about that. 
Okay, we're going to move into like some positive stories that aren't so scary because when you're talking about intuition, it is so easy just to get in the hole of darkness and scary vibes. Like someone's a killer or someone, just, just someone doing something crazy that you had a gut feeling about. So I'm going to end us off like on not so scary vibes. Okay, so some positive ones. I once had the house to myself when I was in high school. Parents were away for a week in Mexico. All of my friends were egging me to have a party in their absence, but I just felt weird about it. I've had parties before when they were gone, but never got caught. This time just felt off. I was at home alone eating leftovers while they were supposed to be in Mexico watching Discovery and the garage door opens. The flight was canceled. See, that's a good one. Trust in your gut. You just knew. You were like, nope. The party vibes are not partying. The vibes are not vibing. I cannot have this party. So good for you. Next one. One day I was doing my homework that was due the next day and something told me that I didn't need to do my homework for some reason. The next day in class, the professor pushed the due date back a couple days. Okay, that was a win-win for you. Like, I love how like you felt like you didn't need to do your homework. I feel like every student feels like that like every day. But you know, you probably have like an extra gut feeling like, no, this piece of homework is definitely not needed. So I'm just not going to do it. And good for you because I would have sucked if the assignment was actually due and now you got a penalty or you got in trouble because you didn't do your homework. Now we're going to get into your submissions. Dear Imani, dear Imani, I wish I trusted my gut with my ex. I always felt like something wasn't right, but it was convenient to ignore it. Ooh, I like that part. Well, not like, but it was convenient to ignore it. I feel like that's so many women's issue is like, you're so comfortable in a relationship or you just don't want to start over or whatever the case may be. So you just ignore all of the red flags and the gut feelings that you have because you just it's just convenient to not say something or break up with the person. And I got a couple of those same messages, which is why I kind of am only reading that one with that issue, just because every, every gut feeling usually has to do with a guy <laughs> in dating, if we're being honest, like the average person's story. Because that's just what it is. You know, men, men are difficult. That's what it is. Next one. Dear Imani, I wish I trusted my gut when my intuition told me to check his phone, my ex. And he was, in fact, cheating. Oh, I feel like that that one is a super common one. Like, wanting to check someone's phone. You just have this gut, like, I need to check this person's phone. Like, they're being shady in there. And, I, and you know, I don't think it's just random. I feel like there's signs that lead up to it why someone wants to check your phone. It's like... Either they're being standoffish or they've been turning their phone upside down lately or every time they're on their phone, they kind of tilt it towards them or maybe they have a case that's like where you can't see the phone. You know, all these little things that start to happen where you're like, wait, what are you trying to hide? And I feel like I should be checking your phone. What's going on? So if you ever get that feeling, just do it. Just do it. Because I mean, like, what's the worst the worst case scenario? They're like, why are you checking my phone? It's like, because I don't trust you right now. And then now what? Like, it's not that big of a deal. Like, I'm not promoting checking people's phones. You should trust, obviously. Like, I don't be checking Alex's phone. But if I wanted to, like, I don't think he should be getting mad at me if I wanted to, because clearly there'd be a reason why I wanted to do that. So that's the real question here. You should be coming with me, coming to me with all sincerity of like, oh my gosh, why are you feeling the need to check my phone? What did I do? Right? Like, I don't go everybody get all mad. Probably because you got something to hide. Mm-hmm. Okay, last one. Dear Imani. I wish I trusted my gut when my mom told me one of my friends was jealous of me. I didn't see it at the time, but she was right. 
One day I was really excited about some news I just heard that had to do with my career. And she said, why are you so loud and screaming? That was the first time I truly realized my friend was a hater. Oh my God. If what? I couldn't even imagine being excited for something and you're yelling and someone's like, why are you so loud? Bitch. Oh, oh, bet. All right. All right. Like that. Those are like fighting words. I can't even imagine any of my friends doing something like that. Like if your friend is excited for something, you should be screaming with them, adding to the loudness. What? But the thing about that, moms know real friends and you have to listen to them. Point blank, period. Like my mom picks up on every little thing about people, every little thing. And luckily I, for the most part, I've been surrounded with nothing but incredible friends and I'm really lucky for that. But I have had I have had friends where my mom's like, like in my long, long time ago, like where my mom's like, hmm, I don't really know about that. And then granted to this day, we're not like friends. Like I've never talked to them again or whatever the case may be. Like that is something that I feel like people can pick up on, especially moms, because your mom probably knows you best and they can like peep shit that you don't really peep. Because a relationship, whether it's, because a relationship, whether it's a friendship or like a romantic relationship you are still blinded by love either way. Like you love your friends, you love your man, you love your girl. And so the only person that can really like, like take a back seat and be like, wait, this person's not good for you usually is another loved one. So I think your mom is a perfect person to listen to when it comes to the friends that you're choosing. All right, we have reached the end of the episode. Yeah, that was so fun. I love talking about pop culture. That was a really cool topic. It got kind of spooky because gut feelings are always like crazy stories, but I'm glad we were able to edit on something that didn't leave me scared. I'm literally by myself in the house right now. So as I was reading some of those, I was like looking over my shoulder. Like, I don't know, I get spooked out quick. (laughs) So for Imani's final thoughts, if something feels wrong, it probably is. Trust yourself. Intuition isn't something that's just made up. We experience it for a reason and we need to trust the universe a lot more because intuition is literally telling our body that something is wrong. So listen to her, okay? Thank you so much for listening. Please don't forget to review and rate five stars only, period. And I will see y'all next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast. You can watch the full episode on YouTube and make sure to send in your stories and questions at dearymoney.com. Reminder, I am not responsible for the outcome of any advice you take from me. Unless it's good, then I get all the credit. See you next week. Mwah!